Not Just Football with Cam Hayward is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet, you get with Caesar's Rewards. Must be 21 or older. All right, guys, welcome to Not Just Football. We have a very special guest uh, to talk to us for the first time, Jarrett Payton. Thank you for coming on the podcast. We are very thankful um, right after Super Bowl, right after NFL Honors to have you. You are an amazing person. Um, I'll talk you up even more at the end because I know you're going to give some great stories. But uh, thank you so much for coming on. Cam, man, it is my honor, my brother. I am, I'm still on cloud nine right now. Like I still, I still can't, it doesn't seem real. You and I have had a lot of conversations like over the years. And I think yeah. that's, I think that's probably the, everything happens for a reason. Um, my yeah. parents always said that. And so I think through, they say six times the charm, I think throughout that process of you being nominated by the Steelers so many years that it's gotten us an opportunity to get closer to you. And so that's what makes it even more special of knowing like you winning that award, because we know you, we know who you are. We know what you're all about. And the relationship has grown throughout those years. And it just, I don't know, it did normally it's like, feels like we're welcoming people into our family, but already you already felt like you were part of our family. So it didn't like, it was like, <laughs> let's just, let's just celebrate now. There's no, like, I don't get to need to know. Like we our our relationship has already grown and it's only going to get stronger as time goes on. So man, congratulations once again to you. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. I consider you guys family. Like, uh, you know, even when I got to talking about y'all, I, I was feeling the emotions and, you know, uh, it, it was weird though. Okay, we got to talk about this. We were in like a lounge before the honors, and like the year before, I felt like I talked to you guys the whole time. This time, I felt like I didn't even talk to you. I was like, I don't know where they're at. I don't know who's getting picked. It is what it is. But like, I was like, I was kind of bummed. I was like, dang, maybe they're just avoiding me for a reason, yeah. like on purpose. But <laughs> yeah. like, I was like, I but was hold, just like, but hold up, Cam. Like, it's it's funny you say that because I I don't I don't remember. I don't remember seeing you in there. I I was talking to, <laughs> I was talking to everybody else and I'm like I didn't even see you and so we get whisked away before the show starts to go underneath like up to the green room and so I'm like all right cool and then I'm more focused at that point about like what I have to say on stage just to like make sure so I'm going over my script more than I'm like talking to anybody just to make sure like and Cam you know it's hard to tell people this in Vegas. We're, it, you walk out on that stage, but at Vegas, that stage was huge. And when you walk out yes. there, you just see all these <laughs> people, and you're like, "Holy cow!" And it's everybody. It's all. It's all. You know, it's the guys that you play against. There's a goat sitting in the in the room, and everybody's you know Sierra and and Russell looking up at you like this. So it's like, oh, oh, <laughs> like don't mess up. And yeah. then we come back to our seats. And so as we're walking back to the seats, it's right after the Hall of Fame announcement. So I'm jacked up. And then I see you like sitting right in front of us. And so in my head, I'm like, something's something's going on. And in my head, I'm like, he better win. He better win. And for people that don't know this, our family does not know who wins. <laughs> so it's not like we're sitting there and we know what's going to happen since Russ won during that COVID year. 
mm-hmm. we stop finding out who who wins and so we're finding yeah. out like everybody else that night and so as soon as your video came on it was like it's like someone turned the faucet on in both mm-hmm. of our rows i mean oh. tears oh. were just streaming down and i'm i'm trying not to do the ugly face and i'm just <laughs> you know you know <laughs> try to do that cuz man it was all these emotions that were flowing through both families, which was, I think, really special. Well, it's funny you bring up like, you know, looking out in the crowd. I was like, okay, okay, before I get to that, I I, ha- I had a speech two years ago, right? Yeah. <laughs> and that's all I had. I, I didn't like have a script up there. And so like, I started getting texts through the thing. It was like, congrats, because I guess they leaked it. But like, I was like, nobody's talked to me. Nobody's asked for a, uh, a a speech or anything, so I'm like, it's probably not happening. And I I, I told you, I was I told my wife, I told my mom, I was like, we just gonna have a good night, and that's it. We're just gonna have a good night. We're gonna enjoy it. Um, and then now looking back, I just tempered everybody's expectations, and mm-hmm. then everything blew blew off the roof. And so when I get up there and do the speech. I'm literally like, let me just direct it towards everybody who's cared about me in this moment. Let me make sure I thank them. Because if I really looked out in the stands, I would have lost it. I, yeah. I would have been, you know, Prince Harry introducing me. We'll get to that. We have to talk about that. <laughs> but I was just, I was full of emotion. And that 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 moment, like, that you can't you can't recreate something like that and that's what they said we weren't going to share this we weren't going to ask for a speech because we wanted to be from the heart and i was just like wow um and you know the walter payton man of the year award your dad um your dad it it speaks from the heart man and that that that's why it just meant so much more um but let's talk about the prince harry of it all like I was in shock. You know, my I, I was looking down for a second and, you know, my wife goes, is that Prince Harry? And I go, oh, that's Prince Harry. This is this is different. <laughs> what were you thinking in that moment? Yo, OK, so I, I'll be honest. I found out when we were in that room, like the pre the like the, the, the cocktail party. I, that's when I found out. So I was I was taken back a little bit like. Holy cow, like this is this is a big deal. But then afterwards I started to think about it. Nah, it's not really that big a deal because the, <laughs> you know why? Because the award is so big. Yeah. And if you're gonna if you're gonna do it big, you got you always gotta go big, man. And it's only it's only right. And yeah, to to have him you see your face, like to mention him, which was so awesome. Like you talk about getting a sound bite for people for like social media, like that. <laughs> it was like, it was perfect. Just like Prince freaking Harry right here, man. Are you kidding me? It was like, it was, it was perfect. It was out of left field for most people. And it kept the conversation going for a little bit longer too, just because everybody was kind of blown away by it. But I mean, to me, man, that's, Someone like that of that stature should be doing that all the time, man, because it, it this means a lot. This means this, that's the reason why it's the last thing given in the night yeah. where, you know, that could be the MVP. But that's not what it's about, man. This league is bigger than what you do on the field. It's about the legacy that you leave off the field as well. And, man, everything that you've done throughout your life and your career, 
man, like I told you, no one's perfect. Like my pops wasn't perfect by any means, but he, he always led with his heart and he was always trying to do as much as he could for other people. And when I see people that have are cut from that cloth, like you, man, it makes it even more special, man. And you, the, the correlations with our fathers, the numbers, uh, playing football, all that stuff is, man, it, it's awesome. Like, I, I love that. It's the fact of like, I feel like I'm, I'm closer to you because of the things that you've went through and the things that I've went through yeah. and how, and how tough it actually is. And it's hard in, in, in this day and age to find people that like have been through what you've been through or similar situations and being able to tell your story is only going to help out so many other people. And to me, that's what made your speech so special is that like you, you made a calling to people, like to all people, like, yo, if you, if you need me, like I'm here for you. And to me, that, that speaks volumes to who you are as a person. And that's the way I live my life because I was taught by my parents. And so it's like, to hear you say that that's how I am on, on, on social. Like I post those things at nighttime when I'm leaving work at like 12 o'clock of telling people like, yo, keep going, like, don't stop. And people are like, dude, you didn't know I needed that. Like I needed that. I was doubting myself and I needed that. And so there's so many people out there, Cam, that you have no clue. They were like, man, I needed someone to say that, that they're there for me. And you did yeah. that for them on a, on a worldwide stage. And I can't wait to see how many people hit you up. And you know what I'm saying? Like, you just well, I, was, I just, I wasn't ready for it when I got home. Um, you know, people were decorating my house and I was like, oh man, this is, this is crazy. Um, I dropped my daughter off at preschool and um, all the preschool teachers went to give me a hug. And I, I, was, I was just like, I'm not ready for this. Like, you, you know, uh, but man, unbelievable honor. Um, you know, to to be intertwined with your family is truly special. Um, the moment I'll get uh, is, is great, but the memories I'll get with you guys and your family, um, that means even more. Um, but now we got to have some fun today because okay. we got to talk Super Bowl. We got to talk Bears fandom. Okay. Oh, right. But before we get there, yeah. I want you to explain the story of how you became social media famous okay. with the Swifties. Oh, right. God. you're going to make him do this, Cam, on the yes. podcast? Okay. Yes. All right. I guess Walter Payton Man of the Year can ask for anything now, can he, Jared? Right? <laughs> all right. Listen, he can. I'll, I'll say this. This is how it all went down. I went to the Chiefs and Bears game at Arrowhead. First time there, we were invited by Eric Stone Street, the actor. Um, he's mm. you know, a huge KC fan, and so he was like, listen – I want to invite you and your family to come out, see a game. I'm like, cool, but, but let's do it. That happens to be the game that everybody's talking about, Taylor coming to the game. So we mm. get there. You guys, man, it was a buzz, like a Super Bowl-type buzz at Arrowhead that day because everybody was looking for And I put out a tweet being like, yo, I'm, I'm going to find Taylor. And I was just joking around. Like I meant, like I was, I was, I'm sitting, I'm sitting in Eric Stone Street's skybox, you know, hanging out. And I'm like, I know I'll be able to find her somewhere in this stadium. So I took like a picture, like a bad picture on my phone of where she was, where she was at. You could kind of see her, 
But as I was going through the, the day, I was looking at pictures on social and I was starting to see people that were with her. So I was like, hmm, some, some guy with a black shirt on. And I was like, I, okay. And I, they, I was flipping through and you see that a bunch of times. After the game, I go down because I was actually working a little bit for WGN. So I went out on the field, did a stand up with my, my co-host for like eight minutes. And she was like, well, let's take a picture. So I was like, all right, cool. Let's take a picture. So I had my phone ready to go with the camera already on. So I clicked it, closed it, put it down. We took the picture. Next thing you know, I start to leave and walk out. And I'm walking out the tunnel. And as I'm walking out, I could go straight or turn right. And the lady at the security goes, you can go either way, honey. I said, I'm going to go the way that I came back towards the locker room, go up and I can get outside to my car that was waiting for me. As I'm walking, I see the security guard that came down with me earlier in the day from chief security. He came around the corner and there was like stuff stacked up where like it was like equipment outside of the chief's locker room. As I was about to hit the corner, he comes around the corner and he's coming in hot. And he's like, <laughs> where are you going? I said, well, I'm just trying to go to my car, sir. It's this way. And he goes, stay right here. Don't move. So I was like, I won't move. So I started seeing a couple jerseys come by and I'm like, okay, Kelsey jersey, Kelsey jersey. Then I see the guy that I saw in the picture with Taylor with the black shirt on. He walks by. And as soon as that happened, I literally had three seconds. I flip open my phone with face ID. Camera's already on there. I flipped a record and I can hear her voice. And as she comes around the corner, her and Travis, Travis gave me that look like. And she, <laughs> and she just was so happy. And she said, Hey, and I'm like, Oh, how you doing? And I just started freaking out. And that like four seconds, three seconds of film, I was leaving, walking out and posted it. And by the time I got back to the hotel, which was about 20 minutes, I mean, it was already at like 200,000 views. And the next oh, thing you know, gosh. it just started going crazy. Million, four million, woke up in the next morning, eight million, then 10 million, and then all the way to 16 million. And I'm just like, holy wow. cow, man. And that's the moment, for real. I'm be honest with you guys. I literally broke the internet. And it was like the craziest thing in the world. It was, I mean, every major publication was like, hit me up because they wanted to use it. People were stealing it. Yeah. I mean, that's just kind of how it goes. But I feel like Taylor and, and Travis, they they owe me at least some mm -hmm. tickets to a show, maybe the wedding when it happens. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah. That that moment uh, changed, changed my life. And being, I mean, I was doing interviews overseas with like Good Morning London and like it was... People were wow. like, I became like a relationship expert. They're like, are they in love? I'm like, yeah, they seem like they're in love. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's going to last. And look, they still going strong, man. So they they don't have to give me pops, but, you know, I help start the relationship. No <laughs> way. No way you think that blows up the way it does, right? No, I knew it was going to blow up. Oh, okay. Yeah, like I knew what I had at that moment just because being so social savvy for me, like I knew – and looking that I got to post this, but I got to do it right. And only thing I did was I tagged TMZ. Mm. And I'm glad that I posted it when I posted because remember, at, they left and got into like that purple, like Corvette or whatever it was mm -hmm. and left. And that was like 
really like the that would have been the second time they were seen so i was like let me get this out right now and the rest wow. is history wow history 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 man <laughs> and now they're part of super bowl history um what'd you think about the super bowl i enjoyed it i i, I enjoyed it. i knew there was going to be nerves in the game especially early on um just because it's just such a big stage I, I thought maybe Kansas City would come out flat and, you know, could we see the 49ers, like, take advantage? And I think that that fumble with Christian McCaffrey and that drive early on, Ooh. was that was so crucial because if they go and score there, um, then you're inserting your dominance right then that point. It's like, all right, we here. And then you put, you know, KC on, you know, on, the, on, on, the, on their heels. But also, I think – that when you look at the game, I didn't think that Mahomes was going to do what he did. I didn't think he would throw over 300 yards. I thought it would be like around the 258, 275. They're going to run with Isaiah Pacheco. And I thought the ground game for, for San Fran was going to be dominant as well. I mean, McCaffrey ended with 80 rushing yards, 80 receiving yards, a TD. Like, you know, he had himself, a, he had himself a day. That's it's tough to do on a big stage like that, mm-hmm. but it comes down to, Overtime, man. Like, yeah. The fact that San Fran, the guys in San Fran, did not understand what was going on, and talking about it after the game. And on the flip side, a team that's been there before, done that. And KC, this is stuff that they rep during practice all the time. It speaks volumes to the team that won. Like, they mm. knew what it was, and the. 10 points ain't enough to beat Patrick Mahomes, man. That's not a big enough lead. And the fact is that he had the ball in his hands at the end of the game. And I'll be, I rarely, I mean, it's like a Tom Brady moment to me a little bit where you you just feel like whether they're with Tom, it was like, I don't know if they're going to score, but if, if a field goal wins it, he's going to get them in range to be able to get a field goal with Patrick. It's different. Mm -hmm. It's like, if he has the ball in his hands, Oh, they're going to score. They they are they are going to score, and I think the the relationship between Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and the way that they go about their business and dial up plays, pretty similar to certain plays that we saw last year against Philly, especially down there by the goal line. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. that mo- that motion, it gets everybody, man. Like, and then come back into the flat. I mean, it's just amazing from my angle. I couldn't see the throw in the stadium. But once I saw everybody jumping up and down, man, I was like, yeah, this is one of those moments. And I'm glad I'm in the building to witness it. Well, it's funny you bring up, like, I felt like in the game, like, there were a lot of moments where 49ers had their chance. Yeah. You know, whether it was the fumble, whether it was the uh, muffed punt after it went off a guy's leg and Raymond McLeod tried to pick it up. Um, And I even said this before. um, I thought the 49ers should have went for it on fourth down True. in overtime because yeah. I looked at it as be aggressive as you can. Yeah. But at least if you don't get it, they start on the nine. Yeah. And so, you know, in those moments, if you're really, you're talking about having the ball first, go out there and get a touchdown ready in the field goal, because yeah. you gotta, you gotta take advantage of every opportunity in this moment. You gotta make sure you go, you put them in a situation where it's like, oh, we got a match. We're not going out there to win. We're just matching. Yeah. And so it, it was an unbelievable game. Um, but we got to bring up the halftime. How would you feel about Usher bringing out everybody? I loved it. 
I loved it. I mean, it was, I was trying to tell my, my kids when I got home, I was telling my daughter, she kind of was introduced to Usher through, throughout the, the halftime show. And she was like, dad, he has so many songs. I said, babe, it's crazy to think about. You have to have hits, hits, mm-hmm. like monster hits to be able to do halftime. <laughs> like Bruno Mars, Prince. Yeah. And by Michael Jack, I mean, you go through the list, you have to have hits. And I think sometimes you forget about Usher and all the hits that he has, man. And so yeah. to see Ludacris come out, to see Alicia Keys, just, I mean, it was, to me, it was phenomenal. I was dancing. I was having a good time. And I think it was just perfect. And, and Usher, not only that, the roller skates mm. to come out on, to come <laughs> out and be dancing on roller skates and not miss a beat. Man, the just the production level of all of it was phenomenal, and I'm a, I'm a huge Usher fan. So, as soon as I heard, so heard uh, Little John's voice, man, I lost it, lost. Oh, it. when he went turned down for what? I yes. was like, oh, yeah. oh, you about to get this going right now? <laughs> um, I, the the roller skating, it was it was one of the coolest. Super Bowl uh, halftime shows. I put that up there with like Dr. Dre and having 50 and Eminem. Like those have been the best performances just because of the cast and the the features. Everybody got their moments. It felt like, man, we could have kept going with all that last, that, that a couple nights ago. Yeah. We could have done that. But also, too, let's be honest. Like I think in the hip hop world, dude, Drake's got to do one. Like Drake has to do one. Like has to do one. Come on. Is that who you want for next year? I don't know if for next year, but like Drake has hits. And not only does he have hits, he's got he's got hits also with like big name hip hop artists and and like he could do it and it would be, I mean, that would be the icing on the cake. I think definitely Taylor has to do like has to. Like, <laughs> like her and Roger had to be talking about that up in the box when they were had they they like were filming like they had to yeah. be talking about it because that that would be another good one. But who else? Like literally, who else? Well, Could you? It's New like, Orleans next year. New Lil Orleans. Wayne, Drake. I mean, I said I said, I said Lil Wayne and Juvenile. Oh, but I yeah. mean. And they brought, they, and then he could bring out the hot boys too. Oh my yes. goodness, people <laughs> oh. would lose their mind. He pain in there. Oh, <laughs> come on, man! If him, if him and um, Rihanna could get back on on uh, on track, they got a bunch <laughs> of hits together. They could do. He doesn't even like work. He they don't even do that. So he doesn't. He won't perform that song anymore for some reason because he's got beef or whatever. But man, they could. That's why. It's the people that you could add on to the show with Drake yes. that would be phenomenal with those hits. I'd say this too. You guys mentioned Lil John. Ludacris to me was surprised. I did not see Ludacris coming out. And then when I heard Ludacris too, I was like, all right, we're hitting everything with Usher today for sure. Yeah, I yeah. you know Luda, man. Luda Luda's always he's been really always through his career has been consistent. That's mm-hmm. what I love yeah. about Luda, man. Luda came out out the box hot. But then also, too, as he's gotten older, he hasn't slipped off even mm-hmm. when you listen to new stuff. And I think that's what what makes it so cool to have like pe- performances like that, because Usher is as a monster on his own right. But when you start adding these other features, man, that's that makes it a classic. I'll say this about Ludacris. I'm glad he went to Afro Ludacris. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He went back in time and I felt mm-hmm. it. 
Yeah. Chicken and beer. That was chicken and beer ludicrous is what that yeah. was. Absolutely. Yeah. That's who that was. Yeah. Yeah, that's who that you was. Why should you bet with Caesar Sportsbook? Two words. Caesar's rewards. Every bet brings you closer to the type of benefits only Caesars can offer. Hotel stays, VIP experiences, sports and concert tickets, and more. It's not just an app. It's an empire. 21 and over must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming, or Washington, D.C. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Utah, and other states where prohibited. No one to stop before you start. Gambling problem? Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Ohio, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-426-2537. Or Maryland, visit mdgamblinghelp.org. Or West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, D.C., Nevada, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with the Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed to the Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans. Massachusetts, if you or a loved one is experiencing problems with gambling, please call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org for 24-7 support. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY, or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, let's move on to the Bears now. Okay. And I know you report on the Bears a lot. Yes. How's it been covering the Bears these last couple of years? Cam, it's uh, it's been it's been tough because there hasn't been a lot to be excited about. And I think the one thing that everybody here in Chicago was excited about was Justin Fields. And just seeing what he could what he could potentially be, and but we're not having. I think you look at a year ago, not enough talent around him last season. To then adding a guy like DJ Moore, Cole Komet stepping up his game a little bit, um, it's still not enough. Like not enough. And Justin, I've always felt, and I'm all I'm pro Justin till the day he's. I, I will be 
pro Justin all the time. Even if he if they decide to trade him, he goes somewhere else. I'm always going to be there and be one of his biggest advocates because not only do I love the football player and know what he could be with the right coaching and teaching, slowing down the game a little bit in his head because everything seems right now to be moving too fast. But also, man, the kid himself, man, he is a phenomenal young man. He's a great leader. And I don't think he's had a fair shake here in Chicago. And when you're moving coordinators and changing coaches and you've got to try to learn a new offense, it's definitely not easy to get acclimated to the NFL game that way. And I think sometimes on the outside, Bears fans, we have never really had that quarterback. We've never had that dude. And I think it comes through the organization not really cultivating and, and, and growing that position. They're all, we're always looking for the new, who's going to be the next guy to kind of fill that spot where you look like a little bit north of us in Green Bay where they've lucked up and had Hall of Fame quarterbacks, Ooh. but they've done it in a way where you're that the next guy is given a little bit more time to learn from that next guy. And so mm. that's, to me, that's what been one of the issues here in Chicago. But I'll tell you, you hot button topic. Wait, wait, I'm, I'm going to ask it. I'm yeah, going to ask yeah. you I'm gonna say, the million dollar question, million dollar question. You keeping Justin Fields or are you drafting Caleb Williams with the first pick? Well, I, Caleb could be and has the potential to be something special. And I think, mm -hmm. but that's the word potential, like potentially yes. he has that. We don't know, but so does Justin. I believe Justin has the exact same thing. Like to me, Justin's more athletic. Um, Caleb might have a better arm, like intermediate throws, deep throws. Justin's got a Justin is is lethal. He just uh, doesn't have. There's just not enough around the offense. Really not tailored to him. All that we can get into all that stuff. If it was me and I'm the GM of the Bears, I keep Justin Fields. And I try to mortgage that pick to be able to get what, a bunch of other picks. And I mm. start surrounding talent around him. <clears throat> and I know that's a big deal. The, on, the only biggest reason why I see it being such a big deal is that we know in this league, everybody is looking for, and we'll just go back to this this past year, the C.J. Strouds, mm -hmm. where you can win with a young quarterback on a rookie deal and not have to pay the quarterback until later on because and that makes makes you gives you the ability to be able to build your roster. I just think with the picks of certain situations, if you can accumulate more picks, you can start stacking this roster, not just around Justin, but filling holes on the offense, defensive line that you need to. They need another pass rusher on the other side of Montez Sweat. They need mm. a center. Um, like they need a lot more to be successful. And to me, if you, if you go and get Caleb, you're going to, you're not going to be able to fill all those holes. Those holes are still going to be there. And I don't just see him like fixing the problem. There's a bigger problem than just the quarterback position. In my opinion, go ahead and put the resources around Justin let him feel comfortable. Can you imagine if there's a way you can get Marvin Harrison Jr. and DJ Moore on your roster? Like, that's deadly. That's, that's deadly. That's, that is deadly. So <laughs> I'm not in the camp that wants to jump off of off the Justin ship, but 
honestly, it's a it's a tough decision for Ryan Poles, the GM. But I also think that you can't go wrong either direction that you go because I mm-hmm. I believe I believe both could work out. So that's that's kind of I'm pro Justin, but I also understand it's a bit is a business situation, and yeah. Poles he's got to look at his job security long term. If he puts it all in on Justin and next year doesn't work out, he could be out of a job. And yeah. <laughs> you, you reset the clock if you mm-hmm. go and get Caleb or another quarterback. And I, I, I'm not going to hate on anybody for trying to do what's best for their team, but also protect themselves. So, Well, recently, Jared, though, Adam Schefter had linked the Pittsburgh Steelers to Justin Fields, potentially. How do you think he'd fit in that offense? I'm not going to oh, let Cam Hayden. answer that question. Thanks, Hayden. I'm not going to let Cam answer that question. I yeah. want you to answer that question. How do you think he would fit in Pittsburgh? I think he would fit perfectly, man. Offensively, that's where th- that's where I always think about Pittsburgh and Cam knows defense is the first and foremost, right? They gotta fix this offense because when you look at the offense, man, they have weapons on that offense. Just mm-hmm. offensively, play calls and all that stuff to me is just kind of like even over this past season, it's like, oh my goodness, like where are they going with all this? You don't have to say nothing, Cam. Yeah, you don't yeah, have no, to say Cam, Cam. Cam, excuse yourself. Excuse yourself. Cam, excuse yourself, oh, man. man. They might have to take you, <laughs> hey, they might have to put an X over your box over there real quick. Cause I don't oh. want you getting involved. But he could be – he definitely can be deadly any team that he goes to. Pittsburgh, Atlanta, mm-hmm. are you talking – could you imagine inserting him into that Atlanta offense? Bijan, him in the backfield with Bijan. Derek London. I talked to Bijan in that room that I didn't see Cam all night long in the cocktail room. I was talking with Bijan. I was like, bro, do you – I go, are you guys hearing the same stuff we're here in Chicago? He's like, yeah, we hear it all the time. I'm like, could you imagine you and Justin in the backfield together on RPOs? And his eyes just lit up like, I'm like, it would be, it would be deadly. It would, it would be, it would be deadly. I understand in this league that we live in because we see Mahomes and we see all these other quarterbacks that at some point you have to be able to play within the pocket. You have mm-hmm. to. If you're going to win championships, you have to. I get that. Justin can get to that point. As of right now, the one thing that he is so good at is his extending plays and getting himself out of trouble or even on design runs. Hmm. You, I would use that for right now, early on in his career, because Cam knows, and I talked to Cam Newton about this Super Bowl in Miami, how tough it is on his body Every year coming back, like being a mobile quarterback and dual threat, how tough it is. And he's like, and you look at Cam, Cam you know, you look at Cam Newton, you, both you guys know, you see him in person, you're like, yeah. this dude, that dude is high. He, he is huge. He's like, Jared, my body just every year, it was harder to get my body going, harder yeah. taking those hits. And so can you last? Probably not. But one of the biggest things was is the Bears running game. And they finished in they finished top five over the last two years. And and Justin was a big part of that. I would use that to his advantage a little bit more, keeping him outside the pocket, but moving the pocket a little bit, cutting down half of the field for him, and then get him going. He always seems to feel a little bit more comfortable once he's running the ball early. 
and he can kind of get uh, set into the game and take a couple hits here and there. So him on Pittsburgh would be nasty. Him on on Atlanta w- would be a problem. Hmm. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Okay, last question. We don't want to take too much of your time. Um, this is a fun question. Yeah. You watch a lot of football around the league. Yes. What player reminds you of your dad, Walter Payton? Wow, man. Um, as of right now, man, I would probably, and it's not because of the, it's not the running style because mm-hmm. my dad's running style was just so unique. Yeah. I think it would be, it would be, it would be McCaffrey mm-hmm. only because of he can do everything. And my mm-hmm. dad was able to do everything. Like he, you know, he could, you need him to carry the ball 25 times, 30 times. He can do that. You need him to catch out of the backfield, run routes. He could do that. You need him to throw the ball, play quarterback. Like he can, he could do that. And I think I just think that Christian is that all around back, and not just good at one thing, but he's 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 really good at everything. And I think that's similar to to my pops, where that was his game. If there was, is there another? Yeah, I don't. I that him. Um, that's probably it. I don't know. I don't know. Derrick Henry's too big. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> he's like a different breed too. It's hard to it's hard to compare anybody to those guys, right? When you're a goat, it's hard to compare cats to you, man. So, yeah. but yeah, those two that CMC is different, man. He's like my favorite player to watch in the NFL. I, I that's I why I, that's why I wanted to go to the Super Bowl. Was to see him and Patrick. Like I just wanted to see them in person. I've never seen CMC run before, and mm. he runs out. He runs outside zone stretch plays. Like I could, if you just gave me a cut up of all those, I could watch them all day, like <laughs> all day long. I love it. Different breed. That's a yes, different sir. breed. Well, I want to say thank you so much to Mr. Jarrett Payton for coming on. We know we appreciate you talking to us, sharing some knowledge. Um, <laughs> Going out there and you know stirring up the social media a little bit more, uh, it's a pleasure. But you do that in honor of your dad, uh, your mom as well, um, and your sister as well. You guys are amazing. We're very thankful uh, here at Not Just Football Podcast to just even be able to talk to you guys, um, and we'll catch up with you. And uh, we'll, we'll be expecting a pretty big uh, announcement of who's going to do the next uh, Walter Payton Man of the Year yeah. award because yeah. the top that's going to be really special. But uh, thank you so much for coming on. Um, it's Cam, been a pleasure. Yeah, man. I'm going to tell you something. Bro, man, you, my dad used to tell me this one phrase, and I it stuck with me. He'd always tell me, Jared, don't talk about it. Be about it. Mm. And I'd always be like, okay. I'm here to say that that phrase that he used to always use and say to me, you live it, man. And that's what makes this whole thing special. It, it, our family is so excited 
that you won, but we're, I think, even more excited that the journey is just beginning for yeah. our relationship, our friendship. And I think that's why this thing is so cool is because you're very deserving of the award, but we all know that it's just the beginning of your legacy. This is a part of your legacy. And so to have my name now mentioned with your name for like it, forever now, forever. I mean, it's forever. It's gonna, it's gonna be on there. It's gonna Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. Your name, like together, man. It's that special for us, man. So we're excited to see where you take this thing. But just know that we are always here for you. We're here for you when you need us, because that's what family does. Well, I appreciate that, man. That means a lot. Oh, um, but, <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. That's been another episode of Not Just Football. I want to say thank you again to Jared uh, Hayden as well. Um, we're signing off. Like and subscribe. We'll see you later.